are now listening to the Undiluted Podcast, hosted by Chicago natives, Jared Perkins, a.k.a. JP, and Mike Simmons. The definition of undiluted is not moderated or weakened in any way. Tap in. The Undiluted Podcast. Welcome to episode 150 of the Undiluted Podcast. It's JP and Mike. Mm-hmm. And this episode is all about the Disney Plus original Star Wars series, The Book of Boba Fett. Yep. This, uh, the series premiered on, Dis- on Disney Plus on December 29th in 2021. Um... We were reintroduced to Boba Fett and the Mandalorian in season two. Everybody was, you know, everybody loved seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the character was originally introduced in the Empire Strikes Back, created by George Lucas, and uh, is most known for being the bounty hunter that captured Han Solo on one of the biggest cliffhangers in shit movie history it's up there especially you know seeing what happened to Han Solo everybody was like whoa what just happened right carbon frozen and everything you know you didn't know if he was shit dead me being alive. a kid I ain't know yeah. if I, right I ain't know he was dead or alive I was a kid I'm like damn that was pretty gloomy to me shit but um yeah, Boba Fett has a rich history. He's known for being one of the most notorious bounty hunters in the galaxy, in the Star Wars universe. Many believed that he died in Return of the Jedi when Luke kicked his ass, and then he ended up in that, what, Sarlacc? The stomach of the Sarlacc creature, or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's been... He's been in... Uh, Star Wars spinoff animated series. He's been in comic books. Um, yeah, Clone Wars is kind of like he's a huge part of that. Yeah, we dive into his younger days. His father's name was Jango Fett, and uh, many people don't know. Like some casuals, they don't know that the stormtroopers they are all clones of Boba Fett quote-unquote father Django Fett mm-hmm. and Django of course was killed in the attack of the clones and um <clears throat> by uh Mace Windu who's played by Samuel L. Jackson yep. got his got his head chopped off Boba ends up picking up the helmet you know that's pretty traumatizing um he did eventually um, try to get revenge, um, set Mace Windu up. He lured him to that helmet and blew it up. But uh, Mace survived that. But um, anyway, so yeah, let's take a dive into 
the series itself, the Book of Boba Fett. Some people call it the Mandalorian season 2.5. Uh, <laughs> Charles from the Midnight Boys, he called he called Boba Fett the Mandalorian. <laughs> I'm like hell no. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so when it was first announced, you know, you know, the hype was real because, like you said, we love the way he was introduced, reintroduced, you know, to the Star Wars world. We see him without his gear and everything, and mm-hmm. um, with that staff kicking ass and helping out Mando, Mando and teaming up with uh. Finnick also, Finnick is a badass character too in the Star Wars universe. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, so, it was cool to, you know, that episode in itself when he was reintroduced and um, later on he got his, his uh, armor back. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, that whole episode was pretty dope um, with the Marshal and, um, and we, you know, we obviously meet up with him again back in Boba Fett season one. Uh, it was cool just to see the connection and, and see how everything lined up with the movie, with the movies. So uh, it was just just putting one and two together, and then you know you seeing you know Mando's connection with it and everything. So it was pretty dope to see. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, and the, that, um, sheriff, his name was, uh, Cobb, Cobb Vent. He was protecting that town when, um, when, uh, Boba Fett's armor. And that comes around full circle later on. There ends up being consequences for that in, uh, the book of Boba Fett. But we'll dive into that in a bit. Uh, so yeah, fast forward to the series to to the series itself. The big question on people's mind was like, man, how did he survive? You know, after being eaten alive like that. Mm-hmm. And we immediately see that right away. The first episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez, uh, written by Dave Filoni and uh, uh, Favreau. So, uh, I, I heard some news about. Robert Rodriguez too, but I'll get to that later too. But um, what was your first? What was your impression of the first episode of Book Boba Fett? Um, it, you know, pretty much an origin story. You know, it shows how he got, he got loose and got away. I thought that was very very uh, creative. Him, uh, you know, taking an oxygen tank from a stormtrooper, you know, using that and then, you know, cutting his way out. Uh. You know, it was just it was like you kind of wonder, like, how long he was in there. That, that was my only question, <laughs> right? Because it seemed like he was in there for a long time, uh, slowly digesting or whatnot. But the armor kept him alive, and you know, uh, he was able to find some oxygen tanks. So I thought that was kind of creative, you know. But the only question that left me: how long was he in there? Uh, and you know, and it goes into him moving forward, you know. So I thought it was pretty dope. Alright, so let me ask you this though, because I saw a lot of complaints and I felt like, you know what I'm saying, the same thing myself. And I think even the actor who portrays Boba Fett, uh, Timur Morrison, um, did I say his name right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I think Morrison uh, also was saying that he felt that Boba Fett talked too much. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw others saying that he had his helmet off too much. Mm-hmm. So I did kind of feel that way. I I didn't, you know, like uh, I took it as face value. I mean, it's an older character, so you got to play to the, the actor's strength to get your point across to the audience. So, I mean, it's, it was it should have been expected. I don't see you, <laughs> you know, this guy. You, I don't know what they was expecting him. You know, you know, uh, he's an older character. He's not up in age. You're not gonna see. They they're telling his story at face value i mean it's not like the luke skywalker uh story where you know you're starting off where he's at an age you know, you so know I what think... i think we i think we got caught up in comparing him too much to the mandalorian aka ben yeah probably probably because it's like uh i mean if you, I, I was stuck on the age so it's like i ain't really had no problem with it. i didn't even think about that until people said it if that makes any sense it's like I was just, you know, enjoying what I was seeing, and you know, I I, I ain't expect this dude to do too much. Yeah, it's just the fact that when you think about Boba Fett, first thing you think about is that helmet, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you seeing Morrison a lot with his helmet on. I, I don't know. And then it's a funny story. He even tried to, um, while Dan Favreau, Favreau was, um, he had to leave set to take care of some business while they were uh, filming the episode and Morrison tried to sneak in, take out some lines from Boba Fett. He's like, yeah, man, he talk, he got Boba Fett talking too much. And they called Favreau. He's like, no, have, he, have him say everything that we all uh, wrote from the safe. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's funny to me. But, yeah, that first episode, uh, it drew me in right away because, like, I'm glad they got right to it answering that big question like how the hell did he escape that situation yeah. and then he ends up being kind of kind of humbled you know what I'm saying and reborn in a certain sort of way you know those uh you know yeah. the Tuscan Raiders took him in and you know uh-huh. he, he ended up uh being captured at first but ended up learning some of their ways and earning their trust and you know, we we see that's how he forged that weapon, that staff that he, he used in the Mandalorian. Right. And I thought that was uh, pretty cool uh, seeing his growth, and and it was like typical Star Wars type stuff. You meet a you meet some villagers, and and you you know you start to learn their ways, and then you start to create a bond, and you start to get attached and try to protect them. And so that was typical Star Wars type of. You know storyline there yeah so i think robert rodriguez overall did a good job directing that episode mm-hmm. and um we see I, the, the episodes that got the most praise though were the ones that were um directed by bryce dallas howard and uh feloni but i guess we got to think about the fact that you know there's a lot of nostalgia and you know yeah. and then we we got Mando brought back so I don't think it's kind of it, it's really fair because 
Rodriguez has had new material to work with. And uh, the reason why I keep mentioning him is because uh, I heard some news earlier that uh, Disney and uh, Favreau and Filoni didn't like the feedback from the fans cause, uh, about the Rodriguez-directed episodes, and they won't be bringing him back for The Mandalorian or Book of mm. Boba Fett Season 2. Okay. And... I think they were kind of saying he got caught up too much in trying to bring elements from his previous projects to this show, like from Elite Battle Angel and things like that. Like uh, one of the biggest issues fans had was the episode where the so-called scooter gang was introduced and uh, they had the little colorful scooters and the action scenes felt uneventful and you know, a lot of people didn't like that episode. But you know, like it was crazy. Star Wars fans are just, you know, tick for tat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, uh, it's like we should just appreciate this. I, like, I don't see nothing wrong with the overall series. I think, it, for I think it, it got a, 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 at least a B plus. You know, in my opinion, you know, uh, I don't think nothing was wrong. Or, but I guess they gotta find something. I mean, it, it's just overall you know uh hard to do to you know put these uh star wars uh nostalgia events and series together especially trying to date back and keep the timeline in place from something that had that happened almost about 50 years ago so right <laughs> it's just really really tough but i but we should at least applaud you know you know them trying and you know they're doing a great job at it in my opinion as far as Rodriguez getting fired, you know, long jump for our ring gone, you know, we all good. <laughs> right. So that's all that matters. That, 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 John that, Favreau. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's like firing uh, Kevin Foggy, you know. So <laughs> Lone's John Favreau is not happen. gone. Right. Lone's, you know, it's like. And some will say that about Filoni, too, because of his work with the animated series, man. He, he did a lot of good writing, man. Like, he. And also, I found out too that George Lucas is directly involved with these shows too now. I mean, he should. I mean, credit. I mean, if I, if I'm taking somebody work that created this stuff, and if I'm not asking them at least a, a few questions, then who the hell am I? <laughs> you know, like I, they better be like consulting him on, at least on a consultant level. You know, but I'm, I'm just glad to hear that uh, Disney is. They on a wait and see basis, like they don't care. Like, of course they care about the ratings, but they more so they plan it by ear. They want to get the fans what they want, mm-hmm. and not no bullshit. Like they they're actually waiting to see how the reaction is to the finale, to the, to uh, the finale of Boba Fett, to even green light a season two. Yeah, I will say this to you know the since you brought that up i i was waiting to see like what was the purpose of this like i knew the purpose of mandalorian you know this is a new character so it's like it was just um that that's kind of a little bit more refreshing a little bit they could play do a lot with that character you know uh but with boba fat you know you gotta be so careful you know and and it's like I, I was waiting to see, all right, what's the purpose of this whole series? Like, why do do he have a series? And, and you just did the Mandalorian, so it's like, is it was it really needed, or is they using this just to bring everybody together? So 
you know, I you know, I, I won't be, I won't understand if they don't do a season two, but I I'll be okay if they have it. So I'm like neutral a little bit. I kinda um I don't know, unless this is opening up something else, like uh-huh. for him to be like a reoccurring character in another show or pop up in the next movie they decide to make. I don't know. Like I it's called Book of Boba Fett, but like he he played back like the background a lot in this series yeah but this does open up the door you know i guess this was a test run on how they're gonna do the obi-wan series so it's like they're gonna have the same type of issues using you know the older actor to play an old character so you know it's it's uh i think they're i think they did a great job for one but i think it's a good uh, that was a good you know like uh, bar set set all right this is how the audience taking this is what we can do and improve so obi-wan kenobi that you know we should see a very very great season just off how book of boba fett was done yeah he won mcgregor mcgregor um mm-hmm. he's a man he killed it as obi-wan and the prequel trilogies he was the best thing about it to me i and, will um, say this though i hope they don't have too many uh familiar familiar uh, characters in his series like they did with Boba Fett I don't think they will well I think they they will have a couple but at the same time they bringing in some characters from the um, animated series I believe okay yeah and they, yeah they should do that because you know I didn't watch the whole Clone Wars I just watched like the first episode and the, and the last episode and that was enough for me <laughs> like, <laughs> you know and I you know I'm just filling the blanks from there so speaking of that, um, so starting out with episode five, you know, we get Mando brought back in and we seeing what he's been up to and he's trying to, you know, get used to trying to will the dark, the dark saber and get back in good graces with his people, Dope Mandalorians. Weapon. And there's a lot more to that weapon than just being a saber. You know what I'm saying? As we learned in his series, you can't just hand it to give it to somebody. You gotta go engage in combat. Mm-hmm. You gotta defeat somebody and take it from them, you know. So. Yeah, and it's also connected to you know their the the, uh, the Mandalorians' uh, origin stories and and their their overall leader as well, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, shout out to Moff Gideon too, man. He was a great villain in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah it's so i don't know like we are yeah everybody of course was hyped you know to see mando make his reintroduction i think people would have felt less that boba fett got played to the left with that episode if they would have ended before on more like of a super important cliffhanger and then at least show like bring back bring us back to that like with a glimpse of what's going on with Boba mm-hmm. during episode 5 yeah they definitely used the uh, popularity of the Mandalorian to <laughs> uh, to like make you know to fill in whatever they was missing with Boba Fett <laughs> you could definitely feel that going on cause Boba Fett was wasn't even you know in the damn episode yeah, and what what, what episode was that? Get, like episode three or four? What with Mando? Yeah. 
that was episode five. five. But not to not to downplay episode four because even though the pacing wasn't that great and it wasn't the best episode at all, we did see the backstory of him, uh, how, why him and Finnick are so close and have a, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying partnership the way they do. You know, he ended up saving Finnick's life by having her, you know, get some repairs after a fatal injury. You know what I'm saying? She could have died. Right. Yeah, I thought that was uh, you know, pretty dope and telling, you know, so that was pretty cool to see that. Yeah. And then we do see um, you know, even though they strayed away from the whole thing Kathleen Kennedy was doing with the whole, you know, uh, I ain't gonna get into all that. But um we did see that uh it's official that um uh, Boba's ship is no longer called Slave one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes I mean, sense. I don't give a fuck about that. I never uh cared what the name of his ship was. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you know, people watching the show I'm pretty sure they didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney no longer wanted it to be referred to as slave ship, so mm-hmm. it is what it is, man. What's it called? A fire starter or some shit like that now? Um Ah, I forgot. I forgot the name that they uh It's like the fire starter or something. But um mm-hmm. anyway, uh yeah, that was episode four where they, they take a dive into Finney, him and Finney's whole bond and mm-hmm. relation to each other. So I mean, that's important because that that's like that's his main partner in crime, you know what I'm saying? So Right. Yeah, they're definitely tied together. Yeah. And plus Finnick is a dope character with a rich history herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got a lot to bring and going on. I, I like her battle with her man though. Mm-hmm. She's even in the bad batch right now. Okay. Uh, that's a dope series too, y'all check that out. But um so after the Mando episode, to our surprise, episode six, we get another Mando episode. Uh-huh. That's why I'm like, wait a minute now. Like Boba is lost in the shuffle now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He definitely I mean episode five he was he wasn't even mentioned or or i mean he was mentioned but it was he wasn't shown so i i thought that was uh pretty you know like i was just saying you know even before the finnick uh, stuff at least he was in that episode four hardly you know so but he really wasn't in uh episode five yeah because basically in episode five his relationship to episode five is that finnick comes to him comes to mando and ask him for help and he's like i gotta see grogu first mm-hmm. Hold on. before we go into episode six and get into the you know nostalgic characters and shit like that um what did you think of black cranston black cranston in the uh are uh, you talking about the 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 the, uh, uh, the, the woogie? Uh, yeah, big black woogie. Uh, I thought uh, 
it was dope. I thought he was going to be a huge part, which he was, to the you know bring them into the team. Thought that was very smart of him. Uh, it, it 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 brings more substance and credibility to the series because now I I want to see more. I want to see how the, the these team and group these characters grow together. And it actually they need to probably bring season two back just because of that. <laughs> you know. I wanted to see him go team up. I wanted to see him leave and go with Mando as an M, which he didn't, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, but I'm glad he didn't because it's like, you know, it's like he should be with Boba Fett because this is a Boba Fett series. I don't think that would have made any sense if they put that in there. But um, I I just thought he'd branch off and be a part of Mandalorian instead of Boba Fett. I didn't think he'd stay on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying that for like the substance of bringing viewers to the, you know what you're trying to sell. Yeah, he'll be more fleshed out on Boba Fett though, because yeah. of course the Mandalorian will focus more on Grogu and yeah, Mando got a lot going on on his end. He got a lot of characters there. And, you know, you don't want to give the Mandalorian too much because otherwise, why did you just bring this series in with a, a great character? Black Cranston is like, all right, now you got something that people are familiar with, so you might as well get that character Boba. Well, but then don't forget though, they had to cut a major character from the Mandalorian, so oh, yeah, yeah, but it's still they they still a lot there for the man, the Mandalorian. There's so much there, so many other characters with them. But the, I think one of the most important, one of the dopest, uh. Uh, additions to Boba was the uh, uh, was the the starship uh, from the uh, uh, you know the princess's uh, starship getting rebuilt, and I thought that was pretty dope. And when they brought that into to play, it was like, man, this episode was really hitting on all cylinders. You know, I was seeing how they was rebuilding it. And it brought back so many memories and and you know him you know flying it over to go see Grogu and oh yeah that was cool he ended yeah. up getting pulled over um by the, the rebels and they the, um mm-hmm. that's crazy you know what I'm saying they basically like the police of the universe now I guess yeah yeah the rebels uh but that 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 starship that which we should talk about uh, it was it was just it was great to see them spend so much time, you know, showing them rebuild it and fits it up. And it was like, wow! I'm like, look, they bringing that back? Okay, okay. And so, so it it was dope to see, man. I I, I was uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a name. Yeah, it's, and that shit was fast as hell. Oh yeah, one of the fastest in the land. And it's always nice to see some interesting human characters, man. Be reoccurring in Star Wars and actually, you know, not be dry. Yep, I agree. But um, that was that was some crazy rumors going around. Like, oh, this character showing up, that character showing up. Oh yeah, that, uh, I'm like, I knew in the back of my mind, like, no, nah, they not about to just 
go back to back to back, introducing like reintroducing a million characters and to completely take the show away from Boba. Right. So episode six, you know, gotta take it back to the Mandalorian once again, the season finale. Mm-hmm. The season finale, the season two of the Mandalorian. Like, man, I remember that day. That day was like magic. Like all the Star Wars fandom was like like it was like Christmas. The way they brought back Luke Skywalker. And he showed up. It was so cool, man. And I think it's pretty dope. That shows where they loyalty stands to, to, you know, Disney has like unwavering loyalty to certain actors, man. And they de-aged Luke Skywalker and had him looking like Luke, like had him looking like, uh, <clears throat> you know, his himself from the original movies. Uh, shout out to Mark Hamill. But that brings me, that brings a point to mind too. Like that's, that says, something more to the fact that they won't recast Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. You know what I'm saying? Like, so in this episode six, we see Luke brought back once again, and uh, they improved the tech, the CGI. He looks even better this time. And he sounds just like himself, even though he sounds a little, uh, a little, something sounds a little, 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 little. If you just pay super close attention, like a little bit robotic to him, not robotic, but kind of like dry. When it turned out that um, Mark Hamill didn't even do any voice acting for this, they used uh, technology to bring back uh, Luke's original voice. So that was pretty cool. We come a long way, man. But that's that's gonna open up a lot of doors for them, like period, to reintroduce certain characters and. Mm-hmm. No, I just hope they don't get super carried away with that though. Super carried away with uh, what? Like the technology that they use to uh, bring back Blue Skywalker, like. I that, agree. That, yeah, that that wasn't even Mark Hamill's voice. They used the computer to generate his voice. Well, it was pretty cool overall, shit. If you wasn't paying, like, super close attention, you you couldn't even tell that was CGI, really, to me. Yeah, the, just, you know, the amount of money that they went into doing that, you could just imagine how that was. I don't know if it costs a lot of money and they put a lot of hours doing that. Yeah. And I figure he wouldn't be in the season finale. But yeah. Um, Ahsoka is also in the episode. Mm-hmm. She'll be getting her own spinoff series soon. You know, that was a big moment for, for Star Wars fans that watch Clone Wars and Rebels. Because as everybody knows, Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan. Mm-hmm. 
So now here she is standing with his son, you know. <laughs> and people were probably wondering, like, so why didn't Ahsoka just stay with Luke and help him open up the Jedi Academy? But her whole thing, you know, based on the Ahsoka character, the whole thing was getting away from the Jedi. Want to do our own thing. And plus, right now, she's on a mission to find Ezra. And spoiler, you know, at the end of Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, we saw that Ezra and Thrawn, they end up, you know what I'm saying? They, shit, who knows where the fuck they are. They in, uh, like another dimension or some shit right now. But I'm sure they'll dive into that in Ahsoka. Her series, Rosario Dawson, man, I, I think she's doing a good job. That episode that she uh, was with live action, like, that's one of my favorite Star Wars anything. That episode was good as hell. The cinematography of that episode was just off the chain, and the you could tell there was a lot of Asian culture involved in that, you know, so it was just... It was just well done. I mean, that episode alone deser- deserved an award, you know? Hell yeah. An Emmy or something. But yeah, Grogu. So basically, um, you know, the Mandalorian showed up. He wanted to give Grogu some armor. A little shirt, you know what I'm saying? Um... He just wanted to see him, but Ahsoka talked him out of that. And we saw Luke giving him some training. Grogu, you know, doing his thing. No, that was cool to see, man. And you seen, like, some callbacks to when Luke was training with Yoda. Yep. Yep, I thought uh, that whole scene and scenario was just... It was a nice callback to the... uh, to what we've seen in uh, the, uh, the uh, what was the last Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, The Rise of Skywalker. It seemed like it was a little callback to that. You know, uh, seeing the With temple. Ray. Yeah, seeing the temple being built. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the same temple that we saw in that flashback burning. Right. After after being solo, turned to the dark side. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice callback to that trilogy. Yeah, and something that we didn't see a lot with Star Wars movies, we see a lot of flashbacks in this show. Mm-hmm. Which I don't mind. And then something new that uh, well, new to me that we might be seeing soon it's rumored that uh they're gonna utilize something called the world between worlds to basically kind of alter the sequel trilogy and shit so that way they'll have more freedom doing what they're doing right now with this timeline with luke and characters like that from the past they might end up diving into the, the events of the sequel trilogy again on some time traveling type shit like or having 
things that's going on in the present timeline that we're seeing in the Mandalorian universe and having that alter things like, you know, Luke don't end up an isolated hermit or, you know, he actually end up having a family. Kylo Ren might not end up falling to the dark side. Being solo might end up, you know what I'm saying, being a hero. You never know. That's have, something that... Have they touched on time travel? Yeah, this thing called the world between worlds that Ezra ended up opening up and it turns out Palpatine was dealing with it too. But this is from the animated series. But they're talking about introducing what, that as a way to create... Which to create um, which cartoon? Bad Batch or Clone Wars? Rebels. Rebels, okay. Yup. But that's, that's rumored for now. But I, it, it sounds very possible because they really, really regret a lot of the shit that they did with the, the um, sequel trilogy. Me, personally, like, I, I think they should leave that alone, but because I don't even want to see time travel in Star Wars, but hey, they like it, I love it. Fuck it. I'm going to watch either way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's no needs. It's already covered so much time as is. Right. So, with that episode with uh, Luke, the end of it basically, we see um, Eli Grogu with the choice of deciding between taking Yoda's lightsaber or taking the armor that is quote unquote dad, <laughs> the Mandalorian made for him. And either take the lightsaber, stay, be his first student, his Padawan. Or take the armor and go with Mando. And as we see in the finale, what his choice ended up being, you know, that X-Wing pulled up. I'm thinking Luke's in there. But uh, he had R2-D2 fly him over to Tatooine and shit. Grogu popped out. Yeah, I thought it was Luke. Yeah. And that mechanic or whatever, she's sitting there like, you know, she's thinking that's the police. Like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to pay my shit. <laughs> but, yeah. Overall, so what do you think of the uh, finale? And that was directed by Robert Rodriguez, by the way. Um, I thought it was all right. You know, it was um, it was a build up to what we knew was about to come, a huge battle. And you were just eager to see how all these characters were going to um, come together. I love seeing his um, his big beast friend. Uh, I forgot what you called the thing. Uh, uh, we skipped over something, my bad. Something big. Okay. Um, the introduction to Cad Bane to uh, live action. Okay. The episode actually named out him like a stranger emerged from the desert or something. Uh, oh yeah, it, the shit was dope as hell because I'm sitting there, you know, I'm looking like what the fuck, and Cobb and his people, like, who the hell is this? You no, know, he had that quiet charisma. I was like, oh yeah, dude, stand there, you hear his voice. He like, oh shit, this is about to go down. That was dope, you know what I'm saying? Like he pretty much, like, hey, 
just let let the salt, aka dope, keep running through here. Y'all don't have shit to worry about. Right, the uh, spice. Spice, I mean, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, that character was huge uh, coming in. Rich it, history. Yeah. For the shows. It was fitting, you know, for. As you know, the Mandalorian and obviously Boba Fett is taking up that man to a kind of like a Western type feel, mm-hmm. modern day series. So it's, it just it fit what what it was about. So it was just dope to see that. Yeah, I wish they would have had more of that element, like focused on with that show, the whole Western type vibe. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they wanted to. Uh, over us like the Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. But I don't know. The the whole thing with Ragu kinda took over the vibe of the Mandalorian to me. So it would have been a welcome. It would have been welcome to me. But yeah. Like I was saying, I, I think it's dope that they they keep introducing these characters from the animated series because those series are canon, so it only makes sense. But um, back to the finale. Oh yeah, 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 a little bit about before. One more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Like Cad, Cad Bane was pretty much uh, Boba Fett's mentor. Like when he was growing up, he taught him a lot of things. You know, took him under his wing when he was younger. And uh. Sounds like some of the fans complaining like about little nitpicky shit about Cad Bane's look, but keep in mind that, like in those in the animated series, he was like in his thirties and forties. Like right now, in the book of Boba Fett, he was seventy-one years old, <laughs> so he looked different and he moved a little slower, man. <laughs> right, yeah, you could tell he was older. So. <laughs> So, uh, uh, who was the uh, the actor that cast his voice? That was cast at his voice. You had looked that up. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, well, what's his name again? Cad Bane. Okay, I got it. All right. The voice actor is Corey Burton. Yup, they brought him back. <laughs> Yeah, the deep ass snarling voice, man. It sounded very intimidating. Did his job, shit. Um, back to the finale. I'm just glad we got to see like Boba like in full action and actually looked like they needed him. And he saved the day quite a few times during the episode. Mm-hmm. Like Boba did his thing. He was in action. Yeah, yeah, he really, you know, having that helmet on, <laughs> as old as he is, you know, uh, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to see him and Mando, you know, back to back, teaming up. You know, they fought a lot of pikes by themselves, you know, then we saw Finnick. And we were reminded how deadly she is, man. She was fucking some shit up. Yeah, Boba Fett and Mandalorian, um, they killed at least about 30. 
30 to 40. <laughs> you know, they was going at it. They they were the the uh, the cavalry. They are the cavalry. Yeah, they fucked some shit up, man. When the town people turned on them and shit, put them in the corner. You know, Fennec came out of nowhere, just. I thought they were about to reintroduce another character. It, was, it turned out to be Finny. Yeah, and, I, um, I knew that was her because he told her to go kill the uh, council, the, the leaders. So I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she killed them in brutal fashion at the very end. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn. Uh, yeah, they deserved it because they were calling some mess. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, they got back into a corner. Then, uh, next thing you know, after they even they got the pikes to retreat. Next thing you know, we got the big, uh, I don't know exactly what the hell they names are. Big machines. They come out of nowhere, fucking shit up. They got force fields on. Nothing can penetrate it. Not even, not even the dark saber. So Mando goes and gets one of. The desert beast comes through with him, tearing shit up. Like it was cool. It was well directed, man. I think I don't think they should completely give up on Robert Rodriguez, man. Like he did a good job that finale to me. Yeah, you know it was you know bringing all of them together, and you know it's not an easy task doing that. Yeah, I thought it was it was dope. I didn't think those machines was gonna be that hard for them, but man, they made it into a battle. Right. It, it had a big epic final battlefield for the uh, finale type episode. Um, but yeah, they Boba. Like I said, the most important thing they made Boba Fett feel important again in his own series, which they lost sight of <laughs> in the last two episodes but you know two episodes prior but um yeah so Grogu you know he got reunited with Mando and used his powers it's how he ended up having to put the big beast to sleep to tame him after you know he finished helping them like he started tearing shit up like fuck this I ain't done but um and as we can see, Grogu still having that issue with when he uses a lot of his powers, he ends up exhausted and having to go to sleep, like right away. Like he took a nap right next to the damn beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Him, him doing that and uh, bringing that that beast back, uh, I thought that was a smart move of Boba Fett. Uh, but you, do you remember? Uh, who was the uh, the character that uh, brought the beast to Boba Fett? Uh, Danny uh, Trego. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I thought he would pop up in this episode. Too. Yeah, I I thought they they should have brought him back as well because he only had like probably one minute scene if that. I thought they could should have brought him back. And I thought he would get more training. You know, I thought we'll see more training. You know, with him on the beast, but I, I guess we all had to assume that he was trained, uh, you know, well enough. <laughs> right. This it, it left some questions. I don't know. I really, I'm on the fence. I don't even know like 
damn, should they do us a whole season two? Well, I yeah, I think they should, because I think they'll focus much more on Boba instead of diving back into Mando's story and Luke's story. I think they set out, I think they accomplished what they set out to accomplish by bringing them in and having them hijack the show. So I don't think they'll do that again with season two. Right. And, and I mean, you know, these seasons are not going to last that long. So it'll be interesting to see what they all climax up to. I'm pretty sure they got a plan. Yeah. Well, my whole question, okay, I don't know. What, did I miss something? But where the hell was Boba after, you know, well, he had a showdown with Cad Bane. They ended up finally closing their story. And you know it looked like he was about to take Boba out, but Boba ended up killing him. But you never know, Star Wars. You never know. Cad Bane might still be alive. But um, yeah, I think it's cool. We we saw Boba actually look like a badass, not just get his ass whooped, and he took out his mentor. So I'm like, while Gro while Grogu and um. The Mandalorian was dealing with the beast, you know, trying to take his ass out. I'm like, what the hell is Boba at? Oh, so do you remember he uh he got thrown off and the dude scared the beast and the beast ran. He he scared them with the fire, he ran, you know, up you know, on the uh on the rooftops and just, you know, left Boba there. So just Boba and Cad Bane fighting. Right, right, right. So that's what happened. You know, but I'll just, I just—I thought he'd pop up after he defeated Cabane. Uh, I, I think they was fighting at the same time while all this was going on. Okay, probably, probably. Well, yeah, it was at the same time. I, I think the fight probably concluding around the same time. I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, Cab, you know, Cabane did a lot of talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so time was, you know, seemed like it was spent on that. Yeah, they seem like a um, Star Lord and Yondu kind of, like they had that kind of uh, mm-hmm. father son relationship. Even though Yondu ended up turning good, Cad Bane obviously didn't. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I mean. It left, it left some questions. Uh, I can't wait, though, to see what's next. Uh, May 4th, you know, that's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you and all that shit. We'll, there, there's a lot of announcements coming. They're about to announce even more shows and possibly a movie. And um, supposedly George Lucas will be there this time. And I'm looking forward to that very, very, very much. Overall, the Book of Boba Fett, uh, it was cool. Is it was it as good as the Mandalorian series? Nah, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't as good as Mandalorian, but it was dope to see them bring all the characters together for a big battle. It brought. Uh, I love seeing that episode with the ship, man. I thought that was one of the dopest episodes. <laughs> and yeah, and that seeing cool. seeing that ship getting rebuilt, it was pretty pretty cool to see. That was pretty cool. I just wanna um, 
and season three, I want more focus on like shit, like what, like what's really next for Mando, and what's what can the dark saber really do? And I know I know it'll be a lot of focus on uh, Grogu, and uh, we saw like he ended up staying with him, and you know they flying around in the new starship shit like that that was cool but I don't know I'll trust them though the writing is great regardless yeah it looks like they uh they about to get into some stuff so it'll be interesting to see uh what they're gonna do and uh, cause I always I mean we finally got the answer on Grogu and how do he fit into the Jedi stuff and but now we know that he decided not to follow suit fully. So I thought that yeah. was pretty cool of them to cut that off and probably yeah. not, not, not cause any more headaches for them, for him trying to build up his Jedi story. Yeah, because the Ben Solo uh, prequel I mean, is actually canon. And Ben Solo and some of his pupils were Luke's first students, not Grogu. So it made sense that he didn't turn out to be his first Padawan or first student. But yeah, uh, as far as Boba Fett, though, I think a direction that they can go next is for him to end up trying to find Mace Windu because he still, you know, he still wanted that revenge for him killing his father. Yeah, they, they can definitely go that route. Yeah. But I don't know, though, because it seems like he's grown past that. You know, like, I don't know, but we'll see. If they do go that route, I think it'll be a, a thing where he ends up trying to seek him and trying to caught up for a moment and being able to get the opportunity to get revenge, but they end up having a common enemy and for some reason having to team up. That's how I think it'll play out. Samuel Jackson is down to come back. And he says he thinks Mace Windu is alive and everybody else says it. And that even the actor Morrison, he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. I think Mace is around. We gotta get him. <laughs> so, yeah. Mandalorian. I mean, not the Mandalorian. See it? They got me calling it the fucking Mandalorian. But, um, the Book of Bo- Boba Fett. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what's next. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. We knock out everything that we could. You know, we don't live in the time right now, but we'll be doing some deep diving into some more shows and movies soon, so... Thanks for tuning in. It's been episode 150. Till next time, people. Peace and love. Peace. The Undiluted Podcast.